learn all you can, take a little bit of a leap of faith and go see how you like it. There's, I guarantee you, the entertainment business is vast and varied and there's many spots and don't doubt yourself. Don't ever doubt yourself and always put your best foot forward. Hello, hello. Welcome to Ignite Your Passion with me, Bonnie Lang. Have you ever sat down and just talked to someone and learned more than you ever imagined? Everyone has an incredible journey if you just dig a little deeper. Listen to my guest, Jody Stelzik. He talks about being a bareback rodeo cowboy and how he transitioned into doing stunts and acting in film. He's been in Cavender commercials with George Strait. He was in the first episode of Taylor Sheridan's 1883, in The Patriot with Mel Gibson, and so many more. He was the cowboy in the commercial for Texan Original Chips, sold nationwide. He loves to entertain, and you can find him at Santa's Wonderland in College Station at Christmas time. It is such a pleasure to have you here with us today, Jody. Please tell us about yourself. Tell us your full name and where you're from and where you live. Well, howdy, howdy, Bonnie. It's so great to see you. You are looking lovely as always. <laughs> Thank you. You too. I love your getup. <laughs> Cowboy hat. This is every day. <laughs> we work in the motion picture industry and I'm all my families from Fayette County, Texas. I'm now a resident of Wizardville, Texas. The first person that knows where Wizardville is, I'll send them a free swag bag. Nice. <laughs> so if anyone knows where Wizardville, Texas is, you you post it on Bonnie's page and we'll send you a free swag bag. I've never even heard of Wizardville, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, we are in these sticks. I promise you, in these sticks, two sticks. So you say you work in film, but there's also some history. You worked as a professional rodeo cowboy. I saw that you qualified for college national finals rodeo and Texas Cowboys Rodeo Association finals several times in bareback riding. And so how did that get started? I got started in in school, actually. So as soon as I graduated high school, I was, as they say, on the circuit, went from the junior rodeo associations into the collegiate rodeo associations. And from there went into several of the regional semi-professional rodeo associations. And later on, After about four or five years in the business, I went professional and I rodeoed in bareback riding in the team roping events. And about the last five years of my 15 year career, I spent mostly team roping after I quit riding Bronx because I was already at that time in the motion picture industry. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be able to do both the way I wanted to. And I absolutely fell in love with the motion picture industry. It was such a great fit for me coming in from the rodeo career to going into the film business because I started out as a stuntman. So it was a great segue. Oh, well, as a stuntman, what was one of your first stunts that you did? It was on a feature film, a a teeny tiny little film some of you may have seen called uh, The Patriot, where we worked with Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, Jason Isaacs. Adam Baldwin, Checky Carryoff, and the list goes on and on. But we were cast as Green Dragoons, so we were the British cavalry. So all the charge scenes and riding through all the explosions, and we even carried we carried live torches on our horses. So those weren't when you see us riding and burning down and pillaging, 
Those were real torches. They were some of the first of their kind ever built for film. And we actually had a propane canister attached to our body and the line fed up our sleeves and went into the, to the torch. So it was, it was pretty high tech for 20 something years ago. Well, that was a pretty big film. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That sounds so cool. How did you, like, how did that happen? Where did that transition occur? Oh, you know, the same way it does for for most cowboys that get in the motion picture business. I got discovered at a horse sale. Yeah, by all means, it, it was it was just happenstance. There, one of the casting guys was a horse enthusiast, and and he saw me at a horse sale. And of course, you know, years ago, you know, I, I was nothing but a, a tall, lanky cow puncher, and and I was looking for a for a pony for one of my clients, and. He was there looking for for some film horses and and he and he spies me out of the crowd and I came up on his list right quick. And at first, now Bonnie, I thought, oh, this guy's, you know, he's pulling my chain a little bit. <laughs> and he, he took my info, right? I mean, you know what the promises mean. You've been an entertainer for a oh, long yes. time. So we we all know what the promises mean. And he said, I'm gonna call you in about four months. And I, I just kind of thanked him very very much and went on about my my life at that time i was i was training and showing cutting horses for myself and for the public too and and four months to the t he called me and in about 30 days from that period i found myself in rock hill south carolina in a wardrobe room getting costumed up oh wow and then ever since then you've just loved it you actually i, I love You've done so many things. You're a stuntman. You are a director. You recently directed a movie. You've done so many things. You've been in movies with Lawrence Fishburne, Selena Gomez, Will Patton. You've been on commercials. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And it's incredible. Do you ever have doubts about yourself doing this? No. And... And I'll tell you why. I think, Bonnie, what, what's so important, and I stress this when I talk to young people all over the state of Texas, you know, I always said, if you really want to get something done, go find a cowboy, because if, if, if they don't fix it, they'll damn sure break it. And <laughs> if, you, if you really want to get something done, go find some salt of the earth folks, and you can get it done. And I think you know what I'm talking about. And and. I always felt that it was a great opportunity to prove. They always said, well, Rodeo Cowboy can't become an all-around stuntman. I said, really? Hmm. Well, what about Ben Johnson? What about Chill Wills? What, what about all, all those? You know, I think Brother Ben Johnson won an Oscar for acting in The Last Picture Show. So, I, I, as well as a seasoned stuntman. What about Richard Farnsworth? He had a storied career as a famous character actor and started out as a stuntman. So I thought, I can do whatever I want to do if I can find a door that'll open for me. Because as you know, in the business, a lot of doors get shut, right? Well, I always try to figure out, well, how can I get that door to open? And, And that's what I continue to do. And they said, well, you know, 
Jody, you're you're a pretty good stunt man, and and you're pretty good at crashing cars, and you're pretty good at falling off inanimate objects and things like that. You're real good at falling off horses, but I I, I just don't see you as an actor. You know how how are you going to do both? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. So I started acting, and and I was picking up small supporting roles in in independent films here in Texas. And it led to bigger roles and bigger roles. And in the last 10 years, I've gotten to do some pretty cool stuff. You know, getting to do that big Cavender Chevrolet commercial with George Strait was a pretty big highlight. Being the Texan original cover model for their line of Texan original tortilla chips and and products and seeing myself in every HEB in Texas was pretty cool. Well, that was a good run. And, you know, these movies, His Stretch of Texas Ground, you know, Joe Halladin that you worked on, that you were had a pretty big part in great films like this that people need to see. I, I'm not going to let it stop me. They said, well, you know, Jody, you're a pretty, pretty accomplished actor now, but how are you going to direct this film? I said, well, I've already been an assistant director on several large projects. I, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of problem directing this film because I'm surrounding myself by a lot of really good people like yourself and everybody else and Samuel and, and Jeff Capperton and, and really cool, really righteous guys like that and ladies as well. And, you know, it all goes back, you know, people want to close the doors on you, but you don't have to let them. You can always put your foot in the door and push a little harder if you need to and do it with a, a great deal of respect and, and treat people well. And I think the proof will always come out, Bonnie with the end product. I love it. You know, actually going back to Joe Halladin and being there, you know, it it's a long day, you know, and actually several long days for you. Just for me, it was a one long day, but it was an incredible day watching you directing each scene and you determining like, okay, we've got what we need. And when it got to my part, which I didn't have lines, but I ended up with lines <laughs> and it was so amazing. Like the way, the direction that you give and it was like, okay, this is what I'm wanting to see. And, you know, you do two or three rehearsals and we've got it. And it was just incredible and magical how everything comes together. And yeah, just you, you did a phenomenal job. It was incredible. Well, thank you very much. And it was great having, you know, some industry professionals to step in, in, in particular in your scene is, is one of the climaxes of the establishing scene of the entire film. And that sets the tone for the entire Joe Halladin film. And I, I'm not going to spoil it for your audience by any means, but you and, and Joe, Perez were a, a big, big part of why that climax ended the way it did. So my hat is definitely off to you and I can't thank you enough. I should probably send you some swag. <laughs> right back at you. We'll do a swag, a swag swap. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was so incredible. Well, you know, talking about that because I was, I go, I got to be there for a day. What does weeks of this look like? You weren't just at one location from the setup to making sure you've got all the footage you need. How does that work? What do you? 
So ideally, Bonnie, in a film of this nature, in a perfect setting, and what Jeff and I tried to do was you're at one location one time, and once you leave there, you'll never go back to that location. That's in a perfect world. It it didn't, we didn't have that perfect world except at very few locations where we could shoot out the entire location on whatever day, day, sequence of days, whatever. Like we were in LaGrange for three, four, five days, I think. And once we got that shot out, we we never had to go back. But the courthouse, we never had to go back. Ideally, you you shoot everybody and everything out at a location, you go on to the next one. But we had several days, you know, we shot all around Central Texas. We were in Buda, we were in Smithville, we were in LaGrange, we were in Liberty Hill, we were in Bastrop, where you were at with us. And so we moved all around Central Texas. That was probably the most rewarding is is getting to put back into some of these communities also while we're filming there. And, you know, I know if I got three good takes of a setup and you know how you saw how often we move the camera in the same scene for coverage, right? Yeah. You get a lot of coverage, you get a lot of close-ups, like you know, there, you know, there was your close-up, Joe's close-up, Joe Perez's close-up, things that you know, and you do all that for the editor, because I knew going into this, I, I would not be able to be with the editor a lot. So I wanted to get him so much coverage that he's got a a ton of footage in every scene to cut from and edit it together. I just, I I get a feeling on certain takes and I, as I'm listening to it and watching the monitor, I just get a feeling that that's the one, you know, and sometimes you get two of those feelings in a setup and then we're moving on, you know, (laughs) and it's feeling when that happens. I love it. What, what's been the most challenging for you? Really, I, I would say in, in the last decade or so, it just, just being gone as much. I'm really like trying not to travel out of state anymore. You know, I've spent up to six months at a time on a film set, you know, too far from home. And that's the challenge is, is, is to stay working local around South Texas and South Central Texas and Austin area, San Antonio, Houston. Fort Worth is, I'll, I'll definitely always go to North Texas to work. You know, I had to go up there when I was doing stunts on 1883 and, and it wasn't too bad because I knew I could get home. No, you did stunts on 1883? Episode one, you bet. Wow, I'm, I'm sure I saw you then. <laughs> you did. We hung, we, we hung the pickpocket and oh. then I was... I, I was the the drunk man in front of the uh, saloon beating the tar out of the guy as, as Tim and Faith come down the street in their carriage at night. So, yeah, I got some pretty personal attention from Taylor Sheridan, the director of that. And it he gave me, it was some real good insight. Now I can see how he comes up with everything that you see in Yellowstone and everything that you saw in 1883. I can see where he likes everything brutal, up close, and very real. Just get right to it. No sugarcoating it. No beating around the bush. You know, he said, just beat him up. He said, just beat him. And I still, I did for about 30 takes of that. I just beat him. And he wasn't but eight foot away on the monitor watching me beat him up. 
gosh. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good scene. My face was seen a little bit too much. I didn't get to come back for any of the other episodes. I was really looking forward to season two of it. And because I was going to go back out for it. And then, you know, they killed it, which was fine. I mean, you know, everything's got to have an end to it, which was yeah. great. But it's a, it was a great series. Tim and Tim Faith and, of course, Sam Elliott's always a straight right on guy, you know. But they were all really, really good to work with despite it being about 115 degrees in the stockyards. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Because that was in Fort Worth, right? Fort Worth stockyards? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's incredible. Well, no wonder, Jody. I knew you looked familiar when I saw you. <laughs> You've been in George Strait or Cavender commercials with George Strait. You've, your face has been all over the place. No wonder. <laughs> Even at your local post office sometimes. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was just a joke game. <laughs> so what was one of the biggest wins that you were so happy about? Well, I'm really, really proud of, of an award I got about a, a decade or so ago. We partnered up with the uh, National Park Service and did the largest interpretive film for the Cherokee Nation about the Trail of Tears which happened in the early 1830s, as you may recall. I know you weren't around then, but you may recall that from your history books. It was a huge, huge undertaking. And we actually filmed that on tribal land up in Muskogee. We went up to Muskogee and did that. And they brought in hundreds of Native Americans, Cherokees, tribe members from all over the United States. Because as you know, they're scattered out all over the place. They didn't all get swept up to the reservation by Andrew at that time. And uh, at the International Cherokee Film Festival, they presented me a real nice award that I still display in my office every day. So that was a pretty big win. But probably the, the biggest win was when I met my wife, Shalina. That would be the biggest win for me. Oh, and I'm seeing her. Beautiful, red, long hair. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Oh, yes. <laughs> I consider that the biggest win. So what do you want listeners to know most about you and your purpose and your path? Well, my, my purpose and my path is to entertain people through whatever mediums I can do it. So whether it's a live show at Santa's Wonderland every Christmas season I'll be in College Station entertaining hundreds of thousands of guests each year. Come see me. Come say howdy. I play the character of Deputy Rowdy. I'll be at the Cowboy Corral well, on my horses doing shows for the two-month run to entertain and film, to keep going. I've still got a few more good stunt years left in me. Actually, I, I just came off a film last week in Austin where I was back to doing stunts and acting, so it was a big double win. So that's my purpose and path is, is to make people smile, to make them laugh. I really love, love making people laugh. And I love bringing all sorts of entertainment to the industry. And I love, love, love working with musicians. I think they're some of the most natural, talented, coolest people to be around. I, I wish I had half the talent that you have in your little finger with you. But I've working at the park and working in film, I get to be around a lot of a lot of A-list musicians. And it's such a pleasure to watch what they do and, and people like and watch what you do when you're entertaining. And I see how your fans get mesmerized by your performances. So 
again, my hat's off to you. And and yeah, I know you're a born entertainer and I'm a born funny guy. So I enjoy <laughs> it. That's what I'm going to do till, till I can't make them laugh anymore. I love it. Is there anything that I left out that, that we didn't talk about? This is so incredible. Oh, I just thank Bonnie to all y'all out there. If you're sitting on the fence thinking about getting into the motion picture business, the entertainment business, the music business, there's always a place for you. Find somebody like Bonnie or I, learn all you can, take a little bit of a leap of faith and go see how you like it. There's, I guarantee you, the entertainment business is vast and varied and there's many spots and don't doubt yourself. Don't ever doubt yourself. And always put your best foot forward. Remember the cowboy code and treat everybody with with respect, dignity, honor. Honor those who came before you. And I guarantee you, you'll find some semblance of success in whatever you want to do. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. That's beautiful. I need to write a song about the cowboy code. (laughs) If there's anybody good, it's you. I have to say, you inspired me. So you know what I did? I contacted an agency. So I, after our, you know, day of filming, I actually went and contacted an agency because I want to do this more. And so I'm actually going through auditioning interviews right now, just classes. And uh, my last class is next week and I have to do two monologues. So yeah, thank you so much for the inspiration because it's, it was, it was surely exciting. I, I, I loved it. Every moment watching the monitors, watching the scenes, it was incredible. Great. I'm glad you liked it. We sure enjoyed having you out there and I can't wait. I know I and Jeff can't wait to do the next one and have you on board. Actress. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> So how long do you think it normally takes for a film to be released? We are on track to have a rough draft of the edit. That's just a a rough put the puzzle together of the edit, like a first draft by this week. I would say this thing's going to be released as fast as they are moving with the edit. I would say this thing's going to be colorized, locked, released, musical scored and released before the end of the year. Easily. Incredible. Well, I can't wait when it comes out. We'll definitely be promoting it. Do you do any red carpet events when you release the film? I am guessing since it was Ralph's script and he was the executive producer, I'm guessing we will probably have our premiere in Austin, one of the larger theater complexes in Austin. His last film, we did that, and they seat a lot of people at the Alamo Draft House Theater. So be on the lookout for that. Stay tuned. Watch our page, Joe Halladin, The Case of the Missing Sister. Check it out on your Facebook. Be sure, y'all, and stay in tune. Bonnie will let you know what's going on with it as well. We look forward to it and look forward to meeting all of you at all the premieres and the film festivals we'll be promoting it at all over the Lone Star State. So if we want to follow you, what's the best place to follow you and find out what you're up to? For all things live entertainment, you can follow me on Insta at Santa's Rowdy. That's S-A-N-T-A-S-R-O-W-D-Y, Rowdy. Or you can hit me up 
on my Facebook page. That's Jody Stelzik. Just me. It's just me. Love to meet y'all. Follow me and see what I've been doing since my rodeo days and uh, check us out. Meanwhile, I'm going to be watching the mailbox if I can get my hat to fit inside for my Bonnie Lang CDs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, well, it was such a pleasure having you with us and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon. Well, thanks, Bonnie. So y'all take care and have a great day. Tell them Rowdy said howdy. This has been the coolest interview yet. Tell me how this inspired you. Send me a direct message on Facebook or Instagram and share this with a friend. If you have any topics you want to discuss, please send me a message. Check out my previous episodes too. You know what I'm going to say. They are amazing. Just like this one. If you're enjoying the episodes, please give me a review. Peace, love, happiness, and hugs to you. And don't forget to subscribe.